from the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Friday, June 23rd, 2023. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Kate Burdett. A Southwest Ohio man charged with the murder of his three young sons last week appeared in court in Claremont County this morning. ONN Steve Vaughn has more. 32-year-old Chad Dorman pleaded not guilty to all charges in the 21-count indictment that says he lined up his three sons, 7-year-old Clayton, 4-year-old Hunter, and 3-year-old Chase, and shot them execution-style with his rifle. Prosecutors say they will seek the death penalty. Meanwhile, the family has scheduled a celebration of life for the three boys at the First Baptist Church of Glen Esty Monday night. They have asked the community to attend and wear bright colors in the boys' honor. Steve Vaughn, ONN. In Cleveland, a mother is in jail after police say she admitted to leaving her baby home alone for more than a week. ONN's Matt Rascone talked to neighbors who say she's done this before. Sulem and her mom Iris said the first time they met Jailene was last August. They were supposed to watch her only a few days, but they said her mom didn't return for a month and a half. I was the one calling her, look, I need milk, I need money. I don't have no money to buy milk for you, baby. What am I supposed to do? Fast forward to this month, and Cristel Calendario is charged with her daughter Jailene's murder. Court documents show the 31-year-old admitted to leaving her baby home alone June June 8th, while she went on vacation to Puerto Rico and Detroit. When Calendario returned home eight days later, police say she found Jailene unresponsive. Jailene really didn't deserve what happened to her. She was amazing and really adorable, and I miss her a lot. I'm Matt Rascom. In a case out of Bowling Green, a 43-year-old man is in custody, charged with kidnapping and sexually assaulting a 12-year-old girl. ONN's Tatiana Cash in Toledo reports. A Wood County grand jury indicted Jeremy Sims on multiple charges, including kidnapping and rape. Court documents say he allegedly raped his young victim back in May, even paying or agreeing to pay her to engage in sexual activity. The kidnapping charge also notes the crime happened in a school safety zone. Sims faced charges involving a sex crime against a minor back in 2003. Tatiana Cash from Toledo. Federal prosecutors are recommending 16 to 20 years in prison for former Ohio House Speaker Larry Householder, who was convicted of racketeering conspiracy in March. In court documents, prosecutors call Householder the mastermind behind one of the biggest corruption conspiracies in the state, amounting to approximately $60 million. Householder is expected to be sentenced on Thursday. Dozens of people are facing charges after an FBI investigation broke down a drug trafficking ring in Marion County. Here's ONN's Andrew Kinsey with Marion Police Chief Jay McDonald. Officials say they found 31 people accused of moving fentanyl, cocaine, and meth across northern Ohio. The case, two and a half years in the making, but investigators say their work isn't done yet. That this is our top priority, protecting the life of the people who live in this community, and we do so by aggressively pursuing drug traffickers. Each of the 31 people arrested are facing multiple drug charges. I'm Andrew Kinsey. A wrongful death lawsuit against a former Columbus police officer is moving forward. Officer Ricky Anderson is accused of shooting and killing Donovan Lewis during an attempted arrest last August. In March, Anderson retired from CPD in bad standing. The Lewis family sued Anderson and other officers for failing to immediately help Donovan. The defense wanted the judge to put the civil case on pause while the criminal case moved forward, but the judge ruled against them. 
The plume of toxic chemicals after that train derailment in East Palestine in February was deliberately created after a decision was made to release pressure inside tanker cars to prevent an explosion. ONN's Kevin Lander says the National Transportation Safety Board's hearings are looking into that decision. East Palestine Fire Chief Keith Drabik said Thursday there was a consensus in the command center that releasing and burning the chemicals was the, quote, least bad option. Officials from OxyVinyls, the company that produced the vinyl chloride, said they were convinced that the chemicals remained stable inside the cars, and they tried to explain that to the railroad officials, but Norfolk Southern didn't explain that to decision makers. And later, tests determined that there was no evidence that the reaction was actually occurring inside the rail car. Reporting in Columbus, Kevin Landers. College football analyst and former Buckeye quarterback Kirk Herbstreet has provided an update on his son, Zach, who was just released from a Columbus hospital for an undisclosed cardiac condition. ONN's Clay Gordon has more. He's very thankful for all the support. He also went on the Pat McAfee show with an update. He's in good spirits. He's home with us where his mom can take really good care of him. And this is just going to be a long process to kind of see how his heart responds to, to some of the medications that he's on. And, you know, this is like a three or four months kind of thing uh, to kind of see how it recovers. But the key is being, you know, being patient. Zach is a tight end for the Buckeyes. I'm Clay Gordon. It's a big weekend in Columbus for thousands of Special Olympics athletes. They're gathering from across the state for the annual Summer Games at Ohio State University. The games run through Sunday. Just over a week ago, several tornadoes tore through northwest Ohio, with Toledo's Point Place neighborhood sustaining significant damage. Here's ONN's Amanda Fay. Those tornadoes seem to come out of nowhere. Now state and county leaders have questions about outdoor warning sirens. U.S. Senator Sherrod Brown and Lucas County Commissioners are wondering why those sirens sounded after the EF2 tornado already touched down in Point Place. County EMS crews sound the sirens in Lucas County but rely on the National Weather Service in making that decision. Lucas County EMA says once the National Weather Service confirmed a tornado warning, it was not issued for the Point Place area. It was actually issued for Harborview, Oregon, and Jerusalem Township. I'm Amanda Fay. And most people know to run to the basement to seek shelter during a tornado, but what about a pizza shop? That's where some Toledoans ran last week when those tornadoes tore through town. Employees at a Marco's Pizza are being called heroes for stepping into action. They used a walk-in fridge as a shelter. Erica Donovan was working that afternoon. Just knowing that everybody is safe, knowing that nobody was severely injured, um, has always been something that's been really positive. Rob Crockett is Senior Director of Operations for Marco's Pizza. They thought of others and wanted to save and protect others. Um, it, it's, it, it's work ethic, you can't teach that. No serious injuries were reported as a result of last week's tornadoes. Special thanks to our affiliates WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Kate Burdett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.